I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than podcast princess, author, and all-around manifesting queen, it's Roxy Nafusi, everybody! Woo! (laughs) Thank you, love. So nice to see you again. Lovely to see you too, mate. Honestly, I was just talking to my producer there, and I was like, I can't... Because I feel like last time we spoke, which was obviously, like, about... 18 months ago now which has just totally flown and it's quite yeah. scary but like I feel like you are just obviously you've been graphing for ages maybe you are taken off and you are like on the cusp of something massive and now I look at your Instagram and it's weird Roxy because we've never met but I feel so fucking proud of you oh thank you no but it's you're just smashing it mate from like <laughs> consulting with the Kardashians to huge live events to changing people's lives and I'm like she is you are you've manifested your best life and I'm fucking so proud of you oh that honestly means so so much thank you I really really and it's so do you know it's so nice to do a kind of like to see you again having seen you like at the very start of the book coming out and it gives me that whole moment of reflection and perspective it's really lovely actually so and I've been so excited to speak to you again Oh, well, thank you so much. I was like, when we were putting together our wish list for series nine, I was like, she's not going to want to do it. She's too important now. God, no. Oh, God, no. Also, series nine. Wow. Congrats. Fuck me, mate. Honestly, I can hardly believe it myself, but we were born in lockdown, weren't we? We were very much a a project to stop me losing my marbles in lockdown. And then, like, I've just been so fortunate. Like, I think podcasting... It's just finding its feet, you know, and mm. more and more people are realizing it's a great way to get like honest content out there. So no, I'm I'm really fortunate. Um, oh. I think we did it at the right time. But you know, I just posted this thing and it made us think of you. And um, let me get it up because I'll only word it wrong and, and regret it. But it was this little thing on my Instagram just yesterday. And it says, blah, blah, blah. Hey girl, there is a past version of you that is so proud of how far you've come. I saw you post that and I paused, it stopped me in my tracks and I was like, oh, that is lovely. And I really needed to hear it. So I love that you posted that. It's so nice. Well, I'm pleased because honestly, like even just, even just last year, if you think of everything you've achieved and the person you are now and the the people you're helping, like it's, it's big guns, mate. Oh, thank you. No, you know, it's been amazing. um, And I'm so grateful, but I would definitely say I've also had periods of time where my mental health has still really suffered over the last year. 
and much more than I kind of expected to actually. And I think it was all so fast and there was so much happening that by December, January this year, I definitely feel like I was had some sort of mini breakdown like I was I was unhinged and I was not okay at all and so the the rest of this year has definitely been this kind of like rebuilding myself again and I think it's so funny because it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside and all of that your mental health still requires I mean for for me personally not for everybody but it still needs that real like nurturing and maintenance and like because it's so up and down no matter what else is going on and it's mad, isn't it, mate? Like, everybody thinks from the outside looking in, she's got everything she could possibly want. She's gorgeous. Mm. Like, her career's going from strength to strength. She's helping people. Her life's so together. Like, and people must assume she's just got, you've just got no problems. But actually, it, it doesn't, it, like you say, it, those things, the external factors, mm. like, they don't matter. Like, it doesn't mm. matter whether you're king of the world or whether you're like, you know, doing something else, you are you are all susceptible to the same mental health struggles and highs yeah. and lows. One hundred percent. And I think that in I'm definitely on this moment of really trying to understand my relationship with mental health and when I'm susceptible to bouts of anxiety or depression and also understanding like trying to redefine what happiness is because yeah. I definitely have been thinking recently, like there is such a pressure, I th- and and my, and a lot because of social media to feel really happy all the time, but happy in a way that actually is more about like extreme highs. Yeah. So we think that if we're like yes, like feeling like high vibe and like on top of the world, that that's how we're supposed to be every day. And I definitely feel the pressure of that sometimes myself where I think, oh my God, why aren't I like jumping off the walls every fucking day? I'm actually like tired and stressed sometimes, like quite a lot. And um, Your schedule, just looking at you on Instagram, that makes me tired and stressed, babe. So allow me, cut yourself a break, honestly. It's too much. Um, but now it's like actually happiness is not that. Happiness is for me now just being content and just being yeah. like, feeling okay not not in a bad way but I mean like I just feel good like things are good things are easy like I'm finding little moments of joy with wolf or at home but actually it's not chasing those like massive highs all the time it's it's really interesting that you say that Roxy because I feel like as I've got older my definition of happiness has absolutely changed Mm. and I think coming from, and I've just had this conversation with Fern, so this is really ironic, but coming from what I consider to be a very chaotic, like Mm. late teens, early 20s, whatever, Mm. my experience with happiness was like extreme lows followed by extreme highs. Like my life was very up and down. So when I got to sort of like, and you know, it was massive successful career moment followed by crushing personal issue, you know? And it was so like a roller coaster and it was so draining and exhausting but those highs were all I almost convinced myself that the highs were worth it and oh, it was looking back it was just trauma after trauma really God, yeah but now like I got to be 30s and my happiness looks so much different it's like it, it's steadier and it's mm. not huge great big highs it's like little tiny ones because my baseline is higher you yeah. know I'm not down here anymore I'm not constantly being cheated on or hurt or fighting with a partner or I'm not 
like fending off terrible questions in the press and I, I, I'm just kind of on this really nice. Yeah. So when something lovely does happen, like say we find a wedding venue or say like Urkan does something nice, it's it doesn't feel that same crazy euphoria that it used to before because yeah. actually I'm kind of happy all the time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh my God, total sense. Okay, um, I absolutely love that and I think it's... <laughs> It's such a nice way to look at it. And I think that actually we can all benefit from redefining happiness and understanding what this search is that we're... Because we are all in this search of feeling happy. But actually, I think often we spend a lot of time searching from the wrong idea of happiness, which actually isn't happiness at all. It's actually like an adrenaline high or a moment of euphoria, which, like you say, is often like what goes up must come down. Like, you know, there's always a crash at the other end of it, whereas happiness is this more like stable state of being yeah and you know it's really important that when you are somebody like you who you know seemingly to the outside world has this very charmed existence when you are honest about your down days the periods of struggle the ups and downs like I think it's really important Roxy and like Mm. just never underestimate how powerful that is for Mm. the people who are watching you because I, honestly, every single one of my mates, I, I'll be flicking through Instagram story. This was last year, definitely. But and I just saw your bright orange book pop up, and I was like, every moment I was like, yes, she is changing lives. She's like helping women. Like I absolutely mm. loved you for it. But yeah, you're you're super influential, and your high points are amazing. But I think it's just as important, if not more yeah. important, to document them low ones too. It's funny because I I come to sometimes get confused. I confuse myself a bit, or I battle with myself a bit because because of what I do and because that I'm here to, you know, I really want to teach and inspire and help people to feel empowered. I sometimes worry that by sharing those vulnerable moments or when things aren't good, I think, oh gosh, is that kind of against... Yeah, is that against what I'm doing? But then I just have to be authentic to me. And I know that when I hear people like you, you know, you're so open when I hear people that... You know, if I'm flicking through Instagram and someone's telling me about their struggles, what they're going through, I always feel better. Always. Like there is something about just knowing that other people go through what you go through that is so comforting. And it doesn't... And so I feel like I'm trying to find that, always reminding myself that it's okay to be both. Yeah. But then in the space with which you're positioned, like it's understandable to feel that pressure to, you're advising people, you know. You're, you're, people are fall, people are hanging on your every word, Roxy, and quite rightly so. Like, but mm. what I mean is, it must be very difficult to, I suppose, to walk that line between I'm human and it's okay yeah. to have these days, but also, like, do what I do, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've 100%. got this all figured out. One hundred percent. And the thing is, I don't. I'm just doing my best and sharing the best advice that I can, and hopefully it helps. And I think, I think it does. Um, but also, look, nobody's life is going to be perfect. And I think that that's the thing is it doesn't matter how much self-work, self-development in a work you do. Life, it, you're, we're not searching for a perfect life. We're searching with being happy and empowered and being able to overcome the challenges that will keep coming your way, but also being able to attract all these amazing things into your life at the same time. And that's it. Like, I think... The highs and lows and your honesty and transparency about them is what makes you relatable. So, yeah, just mm. never stop being you, please. Oh, thank you. are so sweet. <laughs> honestly, oh, honestly, I'm like, I, oh, my God, feeling the love today. 
I like I like when I go on Instagram. I like when I open up and I see people whose energy I can I can just feel honesty and ener- like good energy. I like that, you know. Um, yeah. And you're definitely one of those people. So oh, good well, for you. As mate. are you. As are you. Thanks, babes. Well, right. Okay. So I feel like you're probably sick with the back teeth of this question. But for anybody who has been living under a rock, missed your last fantastic episode, you know, whatever it is, just tell me in a nutshell what manifesting is. So manifesting is using the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. And it is a self-development practice. It's about becoming so empowered that you are able to make things happen. You are able to attract things into your life. You're able to overcome obstacles and make your life the best that it can be. And what are, I mean, I absolutely love that. Every time I talk to you, mate, I get like goosebumps and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to achieve fucking everything. Like I do, you get me so fired up. Like a very natural orator, but also like just inspirational too. So yeah. um, what are some of the misconceptions though? Because I feel like mm-hmm. the longer manifesting is like popular, the more I'm so, even I'm hearing it used incorrectly I think totally oh my god all the time and actually what happens is like if I meet people and they say oh what do you do and I'm like I'm an author and they're like oh what do you write about and I go manifesting and I cringe immediately because I know they're like oh please that bullshit (laughs) I get it like manifesting has got a bad rep and I definitely feel like I'm trying to do damage control (laughs) but the misconceptions are that it's about magic that it's just about thinking what you want Mm. um that it's kind of woo and that it's just this like thing for gen z's or like that it's just this like trendy tiktok thing and I do understand why people think that because there is so much misinformation and people use the term in such like it's such the wrong way, you know, if they're like, oh, I just manifested this handbag. I'm like, huh? You just bought it. Like you just went to the shop and bought a handbag. Like, no, you know what I mean? But like, it's also not fucking about handbags. It's not about material possessions. This is a very, (laughs) this is a very deep and meaningful practice. It must be so frustrating for you, someone who has dedicated their life's work to (laughs) self-development improvement to just, yeah, somebody be like, just fucking manifested this new Hermes. Like you must be, like saying fuck off um you know each to their own and manifest what you are but the real like the real like beauty of this practice is not about things and material possessions it's about who it helps you to become yeah and when people say oh like it's bullshit you can't just think about what you want and expect to get it I'm like yeah you're right you definitely can't do that and that's not what this is about thinking about what you want and visualizing it is the first step but there's still six of my seven steps after that to do exactly and that's what I was going to say there's like seven steps of manifestation isn't there according to your book Mm -hmm. um and the first one is obviously I think that's where people fall short yeah and like I hear even my mates do it they're like I'm manifesting a hot girl summer and I'm manifesting it and I'm just like I I don't know if you're using that right (laughs) obviously not my place to tell anybody and if they they want to get pissed in Mykonos all summer like oh my god go do it do you get <laughs> yeah. get them titties out like have the best time but also like I just feel like saying like I don't know if that's right so yeah, yeah so again talk me through your seven steps and obviously guys if you want to know more Roxy's first book has them all in depth thank 
you, thank you. Um, so the first step is to be clear in your vision. You can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where it is your head is. This is about really designing your best life and exactly what you want it to look like, exactly what you want to attract into your life and who you want to become. Like, who do you actually want yeah. to be a year from now? The second step is remove fear and doubt. Now, this is the hardest but most important step. Just going to say, I feel like that's where I... Or I have these big ideas and mm-hmm. I know exactly who I want to be, Roxy, and I'm really proud. This is like first thing in the morning. Yeah, you know, yeah. Monday morning, me, got me manifesting the hat on. Yeah. But then by about 11 o'clock, I'm doubting myself, mate. No. We've got to get. We've got to no. change that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. The monster needs to go. <laughs> like it's done because absolutely, you're just. You, what happens is your old belief systems are just trying to stand in your own way, and they're trying to yes. block you from having joy and abundance and love and happiness in the way that you deserve. And this is a really step two: the remove fear and doubt. It's really this inward journey to be able to remove those blocks because. We can only manifest what we believe we are worthy of receiving. And so self-worth is really at the core of manifestation. It's what makes this such a meaningful practice. And there's lots of different ways we can do that, but we can reprogram our subconscious beliefs that we have about ourselves. It's because we're conditioned to be like a little bit, you know, down on ourselves and distrustful and not have that faith, isn't it? Do you think it protects us in a sense? Is that what it is? Say that again. Do you think we're conditioned to sort yeah. of believe like, oh, that's that must be really nice for them, but it's I can't get totally. that. I can't achieve that. Yeah. And it keeps us small in a way. Yeah, yeah, there's like those um you know, those phrases, oh it's too good to be true. Yeah. You know, it's like we really are we absolutely are told to believe that life should be hard, I think, growing up. And I I think that's definitely a generational thing. I think it will be different for younger kids. Yeah, no, I do. Absolutely. We were definitely I mean, I'm sure you were and I was told like life is supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to like your job. You're supposed to just have a nine to five, hate it and just get on with it. And don't don't expect too much from life and also don't be too arrogant, don't boast, don't love yourself too much. It's like all these things. Yeah. And we're just being moulded into who, like, our parents want us to be or our friends want us to be. compliant little person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's really just being able to, like, break free from those, like, shackles that we kind of put on ourselves and allow ourselves to step into our power and be who we truly are. But that is a journey and it's ongoing. And I think, I used to think, oh, like... When I first discovered manifesting, or discovered self-development in in general, people used to say it was an ongoing life journey. And I was like, well, what's the fucking point? Like, I don't want to do this for life. I just want to be, like, sorted after six months. Like, I don't want to keep going this forever. I just want to go on, like, a juice retreat. I just want to do some yoga and I want to come back and be fucking class. Exactly. I was like, quick fix, like, go on. And then, and now I understand. What happens is all, every time you're able to understand something about yourself or undo some of those limiting beliefs or form new beliefs about yourself you actually unlock this whole new level of abundance and I would say that every month I notice myself evolving into a different person like truly who I am today to who I was six months ago is completely different I feel so much calmer I feel like because I'm I'm really happy to admit where I fall short and where I could do better and where I'm you know, not reacting in the right way or, you know, and I really like to have that honesty with myself and a real dedication to improving who I am. And if we can all commit to that journey, 
and know that every time you unlock something, you also unlock abundance. It's kind of magic. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I think that's, like, really important. None of us have it all figured out. None of us are perfect. Mm. Like, we're all growing and evolving. And... I don't know. I think that's actually, isn't it kind of a really nice thought? Is that mm. like tomorrow's version of you has the potential to be so much better than yesterday's? God, yeah. There's that line in the first book that says, each sunrise we rise into someone new. And it's just like, That's you know. so powerful. Oh, thank you. Was that and all you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Honestly, I just wrote William the third Shakespeare, book. you. <laughs> no, I just wrote the third book and it was about two weeks in. I had five weeks to write this third one and I was, I just kind of go in the zone and I got these notes back from the editor and I looked and I thought, I emailed back going, can you get a ghostwriter to implement all these changes? I was like, fuck it, I can't do it anymore. And then about an hour later, I was like, I'll continue. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but honestly, mate, even... I get like that and this is on a much smaller scale like I'm not churning out books the way you are at all like that must be a lot of pressure by the way rocks oh no we're all under pressure in our own ways (laughs) but yeah but I get quite like that sometimes like even if I'm doing like content for a brand yeah and I work really hard on it and I'm really proud of it and I submit it and they send their changes back instantly (laughs) I'm just like do you know what? <laughs> but then I take a second and I think, no, I love my job. I'm yeah. so grateful. This is what the brand wants, the brand gets, and then I yeah. can actually be the person. But do you know what it is as well? Because what went, what, what's happening then is when we're getting feedback, what we're hearing is not the feedback. What we're hearing is you're not good enough. And that's yeah. why we get defensive and upset and, oh, forget it. I'm clearly not good enough. That's our old belief system basically reacting. So actually we can be compassionate to ourselves about that and be like, okay, this is me just like taking it personally, thinking it's about me, but it's not about me. Like I'm still worthy. I'm still loved. It's okay that it wasn't perfect. Take a beat, make the changes, move on. But we have that minute where our yeah. old belief system is going to make us react, but then we can just meet that in a really compassionate way. And that is, I know that is how I'm feeling. I am taking it so personally, even though it's professional, it's business. Yeah. It's nothing about me. It's simply a piece of work. But yeah, I do. I'm like, they don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was two stages of the seven step process. Give me the final five. Um, okay, step three is align your behavior. And this is all about taking action, stepping outside your comfort zone, taking risks, and basically doing the work that is required to get to where you want to go. And this is where I think this, like, the, the misconceptions of manifesting sort of they come from. People think it's just a thought process, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything if you don't action it. Exactly. Positive thinking is going to get you nowhere on its own. 
Yeah. Okay. Like at Amazing. the end of the day, you have to go for it, and you have to. The the most important thing I would say is about stepping outside your comfort zone, yeah. because to create that real change, to attract those things into your life, you just have to keep doing things that are uncomfortable. Um, and it's that, I used to hate that phrase, do something every day that scares you. I was like, oh, that's so cringe. But actually, it's so true. And we really do need to do it. I think I need to do a bit more of that. Like, God, every time I thought, yeah, I do get quite inspired. But yeah, I need to get out of my comfort zone a bit more. God, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's where the magic happens. I'm on it. I've got the show tomorrow night, right? And I, I'm a, a, a patron for NACOA. It's the mm. National Association for the Children of Alcoholics. Obviously, right. my, da- my dad's very poorly. Yeah. Um, and like it's kind of a politics based show, right. and um, she's not a politics like based babes. I'm really not. I'm more like a you know chat about lovely things and and sort of. I I definitely feel like I could know more about what's going on in our country. So I'm a little bit intimidated. But after this conversation, mate, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, you are because they're not inviting you to be a politician. They're inviting no. you for who you are okay. and what you can bring. So don't try to bring things that you you're not interested in or you don't yeah. particularly know about or aren't your thing. There are other people that are going to do that. Yeah. Bring what you know about it and you know a lot. You have experience. You're already helping so many people in the way that you've spoken about it in your documentary. That's all they want from you is you. Okay, I'm going to go and be me. Yes. That's great advice. You've This has come at the right time for me. Okay, Good. step four. Step four is overcome tests from the universe. And so this is my favourite step. This is about understanding that challenges, rejection, obstacles are all opportunities for growth and you know when we are faced with those challenges and rejection what can happen is we can see them as proof that we aren't worthy so we can say oh see I told you it wasn't gonna happen for me forget it and we give up but we have an opportunity to go I I know that what I want to happen or my goals you know I know that I'm still worthy of them I know I'm gonna reach them I'm gonna persist through them I'm not gonna take no for an for an answer I'm gonna find meaning in the challenge I'm gonna find value in the lesson and Uh, It's also about looking at your life and understanding where you're settling for less than you deserve and how we can kind of detox our life to allow space for more to enter. And so I think for me, it's such a, it's it's almost the most important lesson in terms of like the day-to-day of life, because like I said, you don't manifest in life as perfect. But when you have a better, let me put it like this, Optimism for me is, and being optimistic, isn't about feeling happy every day. It's about knowing that even in your darkest day, good days are ahead. Something, yeah, something good is coming. So, yeah, yeah that's it. There's this really nice quote I like, Roxy, and it reminded mm. us of what you are saying there. And it's like, it talks about God, which I know is very mm. different, but I think the principle is the same. So it's mm. like, I asked God to make me strong. Um, and he ignored me like I asked God to make me rich and he ignored me like I asked God to set, like to set, make me feel loved and he ignored me and then actually like God answers and he's like well I sent you tests and you refuse you refuse to like do them I sent mm-hmm. you um I sent you a business opportunity and you just ignored it you, you didn't take the chance and like I sent you a person that was read like was ready to be loved by you and you just ignored that like the opportunities and things are there it's mm. about what we're willing to do to get them right yeah totally. that that's similar? so beautiful okay. yeah so beautiful and you're totally right it is it's so much about being a being open to opportunity yeah. and um and you know part of that is also like let's say something you want to go for something, but you have this set idea of how you want it to happen, mm. okay? And then that set way 
doesn't happen, but you have another opportunity to do it in a different way, you can either be stubborn about it yeah. and be like, no, this was the only way I wanted to get there. Or you can be open to the fact that there might be another way to do it. And, and like roll with the punches of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like I always just try, the way I learn is like I relate stuff to my mm. life. Like I wanted to do a job that was different every day and that took me places and was exciting and fun and unpredictable and all that. And like, I didn't necessarily say, I didn't necessarily think reality TV was my mm. vehicle, but I wanted to be a journalist, really. That's it. I wanted to be the really? UK. Yeah, I wanted to be the UK's answer to Carrie Bradshaw. That's who I wanted to be. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> and I wanted to like run around London in a little tutu and talk about all the men I was kissing. That was me. That was what <laughs> I wanted to do. But then this Johnny Shaw came up and like I say, I know I've had a, a very turbulent relationship with reality TV, but it's got mm. us, it got us to the end place. Mm. And had I been very like, you know, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm going to write, my, I want to write newspapers, then I wouldn't have got to write at all, probably. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like okay, step five. <laughs> step five is embrace gratitude without caveats. And this is all about understanding that, you know, like manifesting isn't just about the things that you want in the future, but actually making the life that you have feel better. And uh, gratitude is this really high vibrational frequency. So if we're able to actually sit in this place of appreciation, we actually attract more good into our lives. So it's like my mum used to say the saying in Arabic, which is, for every thanks you give, you get a thousand in return. And it's just exactly that. The more grateful we are for what we have in our life, the more that life gives us to be grateful for. So... I believe that. Th there I are so... Oh, it's just... Do you know if people didn't do anything else or they didn't take anything from my book or, my, or any interview I would do, whatever, but you just started to practice gratitude more, you would change your life. I mean, there's so many studies on the impact that it has on your, like, physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your sleep, depression, anxiety, everything. Um, and it makes us feel better. And gratitude gives us an opportunity every day to see and take moments to appreciate the little moments of joy those simple ordinary moments and that's what life is isn't it it's just a collection of little moments of joy put together and that's what makes a happy life so uh this is a, like, for me this chapter in the book is definitely my it was my favorite to write it's my favorite to read it's such a uplifting warm book with loads yeah. of practical loads of practical tools that you can use to actually incorporate it into your life like, love that one I'm a huge like sometimes I feel like so I'm really grateful like mm. so grateful Roxy that like I've got a lovely family a job I like a roof over my head like mm. I get to be this person you know I'm really grateful and sometimes I just feel like I have to con is this is this a thing so I feel like in order I continually try and give back as much as I can Mm. in terms of like charity work in terms of like honest post in terms of like mm. using my platform for good because I feel like the more good things I do the more good things will come Absolutely. is that a bit of gratitude of course I think okay. look everything is the energy we're putting out into the world we will mm. give back so if we're giving out that love and compassion to others you know we're going to receive that too because we are you know we are energy yeah okay amazing I'm, I'm glad I'm on the I right path that. with that you, one. Oh, God, you are. So are. Okay. Um, six? six? Yes, step six, six is turn envy into inspiration, which I know we talked a lot about in the last episode. But this really is about 
turning that low vibrational envy into this high vibrational inspiration. So envy is, comes from this place of fear and the scarcity mindset that if you have something, it's less for me. And envy really triggers this fear within us, this fear that we might not have that thing or that we're not capable of it or that it's not available to us. Whereas inspiration says, hey, there's an abundance of everything. There's an abundance of love and happiness and joy for all of us. And you have something and that means that I can have it too. You allow other people to show you what's possible. And that's really powerful. And that's, you know, with, with, and, and part of that is also being able to like celebrate other people, okay? And actually actively support and champion other people and show that you're not threatened by someone else's success, but empowered by it. And so this for me is, especially in the age of social media, and I, I don't love that phrase, but it is true. We are always faced with pictures and posts that can make us feel that, that envy feeling that can trigger that and so actually being able to turn it into inspiration is really powerful and you're so right it's never been more prevalent as it is now because mm. back in the day you just used to it was keeping up with the joneses wasn't it you just yeah. used to you just used to see like oh my god my neighbor's got a new yeah. car fuck me i best get a new car yeah. you know but now where neighbors are not just like deb and phil across the road they're like everybody from like Elliot to australia to like mm. Timbuktu and it's actually so toxic to consume that much of other people's lives I God, think yeah the amount uh, of times I catch myself like yeah. looking at some strangers fucking birthday party of their friend that I don't know I'm like what am I doing like I don't <laughs> know this person let her know they're like cousins friends birthday and I'm watching them blow out their cake and I don't understand what is happening and it's, and it's always at like 12 o'clock at night where you've got fucking loads to do the next day and you're like have you seen how good she looks in a bikini I don't look that good in a bikini or like what has she got that job I wanted that job or like yeah honestly mate like that is when it gets me and I said to me producer before I had you on I was like I just really I need to talk to Roxy about this because I feel like I'm struggling with this at the minute and mm. outwardly I'm so supportive of absolutely everybody like mm. I can recall 10 instances just this morning where i was happy for other people like yeah yeah you know some rosie ramsey presenting an award at the baftas and i was like you look amazing girl well mm. done like fern just had her on the podcast i was like you mm. absolutely smashed that well done gorge mm. like all these different people and i genuinely my hairdresser did a fantastic moment on someone for the baftas i was like yes i love and that the, and I, I genuinely mean it but then just these ever just because i get these little moments of like darkness it's low vibrational mm. jealousy mm. and i get them and i was like i need to talk to roxy because they're sneaking mm. in and i don't love them and i don't yeah. know if it's just because over the last couple of weeks i've i'd had a busy start of the year so i kind of prioritized the egg freezing and me best mate 10 and then some mm. wedding venue searching and it wasn't my usual work mm. work work month it was mm. more like personal things and i think that's left me feeling quite jealous of people who are doing well in work and I don't yeah. love it about myself, but that yeah. is the truth. That's how I'm feeling. So yeah, that is. It's so. It's so interesting that you you talk about that because we were we were bringing it up last time as well. And I do yeah. struggle with that, and I don't like, like it about myself. Look, we all struggle with it, and I would definitely like first thing is like I I would try to reframe it and like meet it with compassion again, rather than like not liking about yourself. Just yeah. like oh, like wow, like that's. 
I feel like sad for me that I, that's still coming up and clearly I'm still feeling like unco- unconfident in some areas yeah. and that's okay but how can I work to like heal that a bit more so it's really coming always coming at it we're not as as by judging ourselves or being kind to ourselves about it because look we all get jealous from time to time like it's I human. do it's human we all feel it everybody listening will be will be thinking god yeah I do that sometimes and I think it makes sense like if you've had that quiet month at work it's been more personal but see that as just like oh do you know what I've had that personal month I am fucking ready to get back on it like yes I'm re-energized because we all need that break from work stuff but then actually you go back to it with this like new motivation um and the opportunities are still going to be there and you're going to go back to this new energy so just allow it to show you oh that means I'm ready to go back yeah okay that's amazing and you know it's really weird it's just started this week like mm. I was so last week I was so in wedding venue hunt yeah before I was so in me like I was so in me May 10 and being proper buzzing for yeah. her getting married and then before that it's only been and you're right I'm coming back to work this week and I fucking yeah. do feel ready to smash it yeah. so yeah there we go that's how I'm going to reframe it. And I'm going to be buzzing for everybody else as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final step, please. Step seven. Final step is trust in the universe. And this is all about surrender. It's about just that knowing feeling that you don't know how, you just know it will all happen the way it's supposed to. Um, and this really is, you know, someone said to Wade recently, they were like, um, they were like, oh, tell us, like, what's Roxy's real secret at home? Or what do you reckon? Because he's like, obviously, like four years, like five years, you know, he's been so close with me, he knows me inside out. And I was interested to hear what he had to say. And he said, uh, it's Roxy's ability to let go of everything she wants. She knows it. And then she does let it go. I never pine after anything I want. I I nail this step. I just have this unwavering belief that everything will happen the way it's supposed to. And it really is the like, it's like the gold dust on top of everything. It's like, do all the steps, but then just surrender, just trust it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen the way it's supposed to. If you can nail that one, I imagine it's super liberating. Oh God, yeah. Because there's nothing that I'm after, like whether it's, let's say I really want to get a particular work thing or whatever, right? I know I want it, but I'm never desperate for it. I'm like, look, it's going to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. But hey, there's an abundance of other opportunities in the meantime. There's an abundance of other things that can happen. There's, I, I don't need to fixate on this one thing. It's like sometimes people like fixate on, they want to manifest like one particular person or one particular role at this, only this place and I think that in some parts that's great like being specific in your goals is so important yeah when you become when it turns into this like desperate fixation yeah yeah, obsession fixation and it becomes this desperate thing actually all you're doing is blocking yourself from having this free-flowing energy which will in the end bring it to you so we have to be able to open ourselves up and it's this kind of like amazing balance and if you can find that balance between the clarity and the goals and the vision with this kind of surrender and release and letting go, actually that's when everything just kind of explodes in this magical way. That's when the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I feel like I've had a proper little refresher course in my manifestation journey. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And we have the second book out now. So so manifest dive deeper, I would say really like the first book like goes through all of this, but like way more, lots of like practical 
practical tools. And then Manifest Dive Deeper, which is the blue book, is really about this kind of... Um, it's about going deeper into like the healing journey. It's more perspectives, more ideas. And there's tons of exercises for people to fill out as they go. So it's such a good one. Mate, I want to hear all about that as well in part two. I have to go for a wee. Do you not need a wee? <laughs> I'm so desperate for one. Is that okay? Go, go, go. Okay, amazing. I'll, call t- I'll, t- I'll talk to you too. 